Good morning. Great you could join me this morning. My name is Gary, uh, one of the ministers overseeing the youth work. And I've got the privilege of speaking to you this morning online from my van. Uh, a lot of people are nicknaming it the sauna van. Um, I wish it was a sauna, but no, it's just a camper van I've made. Um, it's really good that you could join us. Hopefully you've been able to engage with the worship beforehand. Uh, hopefully as well the children and the youth have been able to engage with Charlotte and Tom, who's leading Delve this morning in, in their um, online chat as well. Just make sure you've uh, engaged with other things as well. Like other churches are putting some other stuff out there, which is really good. Some other worship stuff, which is really good. And just make sure that you broaden your horizon uh, on, on different worship things. So that's that would be good to, to look at doing. In the bulletin that hopefully most of us would have got, uh, there's a few things just to draw your attention to. The church family facebook page which has been up and running thank you dave for putting that together there's also a bit of a guideline of how to to join that i know not everybody has got facebook um, i completely understand why you don't want it as well just be mindful as well everybody of those that haven't got social media access etc just make sure you're giving them a phone call uh, just dropping them a line whatever it might be Thank you as well to, to people like Bernard and his team who have been phoning people around. You can never make too many phone calls to people to see how they're doing, especially if they find themselves alone or isolated at this time. There's a few discipleship groups that have been doing some stuff online with Zoom chats. Again, really good. Aware as well that some people haven't got uh, those discipleship groups or aren't in one. Um, we are working behind the scenes to see how we can put some stuff together where hopefully uh, you'll be able to join that. Please get in touch with the virtual church office and uh, email Mary there if you can and we can see what we can do. Before we go anywhere else, let me pray. Father God, just want to thank you for this opportunity to share your word. Lord, I, I know that we are in strange times. And for some, it's really difficult. Uh, for some, they're embracing it and able to triumph in it. Lord, whatever we're trying to do, would you bring your peace? Would you bring your shalom into our hearts? Father, would you um, use these words this morning to speak directly into our, our lives? May we be blessed by what you have to say. And may my words be yours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So it's Palm Sunday, believe it or not. Uh, I know some of us are kind of like trying to work out what day of the week it is, not not about where we are in the, the, the scale of um, kind of like Christian holidays or holidays, etc. But yeah, we're, we're at Palm Sunday, guys. Our first ever Palm Sunday in lockdown. Uh, a very strange place for us to be. I'm not going to specifically talk about Palm Sunday. Uh, I'm going to talk about some of the areas and uh, the, the events around Palm Sunday, maybe some of the people that were involved in it. Two specific people were Mary and Martha. Now, I felt God lay on my heart a few weeks ago as we kind of started this lockdown, that there's, there's an important lesson to, to learn here from Mary and Martha as we go deeper into isolation, self-isolation, etc., 
Jesus first meets Mary and Martha back in Luke 10, verses 38 to 42. And this is going to be the main uh, text, the main scripture that I will use this morning. I'm also going to dip into John 11 and John 12. So please make sure that you uh, have got your Bible ready, open around those areas. Uh, But before I go there, it's really significant I think, to give a little bit of background as to how this links to Palm Sunday. Now, all of us know that when films come out, um, there are other films that come out a little bit later on, which are prequels. So it's the way that the film industry wants to make a little bit more money. But it also is something that people ask the question, well, what was going on beforehand? And there are plenty of films where prequels are coming out because people would just like to know that backstory. So where I'm going to go with Palm Sunday is actually the main part is going to be the prequel, what happens before all of it. Interestingly, Tom spoke last week about the Good Samaritan. Uh, If you look back at verse 25 of Luke 10, you'll see that directly before Jesus meeting Mary and Martha, Jesus shares the parable of the Good Samaritan. Uh, Is that a coincidence or is that a God incidence? I like to think it was a God incidence. Myself and Tom had not collaborated on that, but it's just really interesting that Tom brings that up last week and I'm literally moving on to the next passage of Scripture. Now, towards the end of Jesus' ministry, he seemed to stay around the localised area of Jericho. Uh, This is where he more than likely brings the, the story of the Good Samaritan basically because it was about uh, that area. And also it goes on to tell us um, that Jesus meets Zacchaeus in Jericho as well. Bethany and Bethpage are are also where we see Jesus encounter Mary, Martha and their brother Lazarus. And also Ephraim in John 11 verse 54. And, And I'll mention Ephraim a little bit later. Now Mary, Martha and Lazarus seem to be really special to Jesus. And in John 11, uh, verse 3 and verse 5, we will read, if you've got your finger there now, just go to it. Verse 3 says, So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. And it's talking about Lazarus, their brother. And verse 5 says, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So there was a really close bond with this family. And we see that when Jesus raises Lazarus from the grave. Not many people got raised from the dead by Jesus. Many were healed. uh, Many were set free. But not many were raised from the dead. Jesus raising Lazarus from the grave is very significant, I think, to the Easter story especially the triumphant entry into Jerusalem. What Jesus does here with Lazarus is kind of a precursor of saying, look, I have got the power to come back from the grave and I can bring people back from the grave. The story of Lazarus is very uh, familiar to us. So please take time this Easter week to read John 11 onwards as we go into the Easter week. Now it's interesting that Martha is with Mary at the tomb and it says that he is weeping for Lazarus and in verse 36 we see that the Jews actually then say see how much 
he loved him. Yes, there was a personal relationship uh, and a personal reason for Jesus to raise Lazarus from the grave. Um, But actually there's a bigger part to play in this. And we read in verses 41 and 42, and it says, So they took the stone away. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. Jesus raised Lazarus from the tomb for these Jewish people. These same people that in verse 31 tell us were with Mary and consoling her. See, Jesus always has a number of reasons why he does things. It actually goes on to say that many Jews believed in Jesus, but also some went off to tell the Pharisees. And in verse 54, we read of Jesus actually having to go into lockdown. Yes, that's right. You heard it here. Jesus went into lockdown. He had to get away to Ephraim. So we read that he could no longer walk around the area, but went to this place uh, called Ephraim. And he stayed there with his disciples, although they probably didn't have to do much social distancing. A lot of people were travelling to that region at the time, and as it was close to Passover, and and they were on the lookout for Jesus, these people were on the lookout for Jesus. And chapter 12 starts the Easter week story, and, and, and where does it start? Well, actually, it's back in Bethany at Mary and Martha and Lazarus's house. Jesus had already started his journey up to Jerusalem. Notice the action of the two sisters in chapter 12, the very beginning of it. And uh, it's really important to look at what they were doing. And this is going to come on to the final point. It says that Martha is serving dinner, whilst Mary is pouring £44,000 worth of perfume over Jesus' feet, washing his feet and wiping them with her hair. That amount of money is, is the equivalent of what it is today. And Judas looks on in disgust at such extravagance. I wonder what we would say if we were in the room at the same time of that amount of worth being poured over somebody's feet. Note in verse 9 uh, of as well that there is a plot to kill Lazarus um, as well as Jesus by the chief priests. He'd only been back from the grave for a short while before people wanted him dead again. Uh, And this is interesting point as the next day Jesus is heading down into Jerusalem. And in verse 17 we read, Now the crowd was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead. It continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed signs, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is going to get us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. 
and we know later on in the week, Easter week, what happens. So as we read the story of Palm Sunday, we're actually seeing a crowd responding to a miracle man raising someone from the dead. This is the Messiah, the King that they were expecting. But oh how a week can change, as we know it leads to his death and praise God, uh, Jesus' resurrection as well. But oh, what can change in a week, or even two? Just over two weeks ago, we were all going about our own business. Shopping, school, work, socialising. Most of us had never heard of Zoom chats. And the resistance of social media was going to be really tested for some. I'm glad to say that both Tom and Charlotte have bowed to pressure and are now on social media. As we've mentioned before, we are in a different place right now, just a few weeks later. And I want to ask the question, how are we all doing? I'm going to ask you to pause the video and just have a chat with one another. Or if you're on your own, Watching this, just stop, close your eyes and ponder. Think, how am I doing right now? Be back with you in shortly. Welcome back. Um, I know that some of you probably popped off to the toilet and uh, made a cup of tea. That's fine. We can do that in online church. It's okay. No one needs to feel guilty. Um, hopefully you had a good chance to ponder and think about um, how you are doing now in this lockdown time that we have. Um, as I mentioned earlier on, all good stories have a prequel, have this kind of backstory. And I want us now to go back to Luke 10, verses 38 to 42. So this is just after Jesus had been in the Jericho reason, region, the uh, Good Samaritan story, etc. And I'm going to read it uh, from verse 38. So if you have a Bible and you want to follow, then please do. Now as they went on their way, he entered a certain village, where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Here we have two sisters. This was Martha's home, tells us there. She was probably the older sister of the two. And we learn that these two sisters have very different reactions when Jesus is in their home. Straight away we see in verse 39 that Mary just sits at the Lord's feet and just listens to what he has to say. She wasn't bothered about anything else. 
just Jesus. Martha, on the other hand, in verse 40, was distracted by her many tasks. She comes to Jesus with a woe is me story. And it's literally, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Now, I've got a younger sister. Uh, And I'm sure many of you have as well. And I wonder how many of us can actually relate to this plea. I'm sure at some point in our growing up, uh, we pointed out to a parent that our younger sibling was not pulling their weight around the house. I don't know what your parents ever said. And I can't actually remember what mine would, would ever said. But I'm sure there was a few that just went, stop being silly. Stop being a bit of a numpty. Come and sit down with us. Jesus certainly doesn't call Martha a numpty. But notice how he says her name twice. Martha, Martha. It's as if he is speaking directly into her spirit, into her soul. He says you are distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing, and Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Jesus isn't condemning Martha here in her busyness or her one-sided plea. In fact, the suggestion is that Martha is doing okay what she's doing, but the better thing, the better thing to do at that time was to sit at Jesus' feet and just be. Jesus backs up Mary by saying that this will not be taken away from her by having to do chores around the house. The single fact of Jesus' uh, compassion and love for Mary uh, sees how she then worships John in that passage in John 12, that passage in John 12, that just before the Passover week, she puts all that perfume, that really expensive perfume, all over Jesus's feet and anoints him. It was bought by herself, it tells us in, in that passage in John 12. And this was bought specifically for Jesus's burial. She had sat at his feet, listened to his stories She's seen her brother raised from the dead by Jesus. And he deserves this act of worship that she does. So what's our response to this story and these sisters? When you stopped and chatted with those around you or pondered, did any of you kind of find yourself saying, I feel we've got a lot busier. It just seems like everything's going on. How many of us pre-COVID-19 and are now in lockdown can identify actually with Martha? Keeping busy, doing family stuff, church stuff, work stuff, social stuff, and all of us complaining that we haven't got time. Why Why aren't others helping me? It's actually my mantra a little bit at the home at home at the moment, especially when it comes to the dishwasher. Why is nobody else helping? 
So many of us have been swept up in extra WhatsApp chats or new Facebook groups or Zoom meetings or for some it's actually been, I'm, I'm now a teacher. What? I'm now a teacher. Ha- what? And some it's been quite difficult. Some it's been difficult. Maybe we've actually become some very important people right now. You're already important anyway, but right now your job on the front line uh, in the area of, of medical help in the NHS, you are now at the forefront of of this pandemic. And I just want to say thank you and salute you and and we're praying for you. Uh, we're praying for your strength and your stamina. Keep going. Uh, again, thank you for what you're doing. It's so vital at this time. And everybody, keep praying for those on our front line, especially those that we know as part of this church fellowship. How many of us as well have been forced to put on our spandex and our sweatbands as they now work out with Joe Wicks at 9am every morning in PE lessons across the land and across this globe? How many? I'm not. I I haven't. I thank God for teenage sons who just aren't engaging with Joe Wicks right now. So there's no Joe in our house. Thank you, Lord, for that. Um, And I do. It is interesting to see people on Facebook this morning starting to say, um, no, no Joe this morning. That's a little bit too much. Uh, I I think uh, it's a great start. How many of us will still be going at the end? And I use us, I mean you, in this. Now, a lot of this um, is is essential. A lot of the stuff that we're doing is essential. But is it becoming a distraction? Just like Jesus says to Martha, you're worried and distracted by many things. I believe this is a bit of a warning for us as a church. Just be careful. Just be careful not to overdo it. Be careful that we aren't filling our time with more screen time than ever before. Or feeling like we have to interact online or we'll kind of miss out what everyone else is doing. Listen to the words of Jesus again. There is only need of one thing. And Mary has chosen the better part. To sit at his feet and just be. Martha is a human doing. Mary is a human being. And in this time of lockdown, I believe that we have a choice. To scurry around becoming busier and busier uh, or sit at Jesus' feet and be. Now, that's not to say that we all become completely lazy and stop everything we're doing. No, there needs to be a balance. I believe in this time that we have a golden opportunity to sit at Jesus' feet and do what Mary did. Just listen. What is is Jesus saying to you right now? Can you actually hear him because of all the online distraction? Recently at Spurgeon's, uh, when I was there just before this uh, lockdown happened, Roy Searle, who 
uh, is part of the Northumbria community, said this. When we lean into the chest of Jesus, we hear the heartbeat of God. Let me say that again. When we lean into the chest of Jesus, we hear the heartbeat of God. We need more than ever to draw closer to Jesus, to sit at his feet, to turn off the phone, the laptop or the tablet and to read his word, to meditate on him. To take that one day, uh, one walk a day that we are allowed to have and have it specifically with him. To listen to his voice and to hear his heartbeat. To explore a new rhythm in your relationship with the Father. It is key for us to follow the rhythm of God's heart and the rhythm of a locked down online society that will distract us if we aren't careful. Don't go through this period, this isolation period, in in not reconnecting with the Father. As we look ahead to Easter, more than ever we need to realise that the act of his death and resurrection is the only thing that we really need to be distracted by. That we have chosen the better part in following Jesus Christ. And that will not be taken away from us. So defend that personally, as a family and also as a church at this time. Do not drift away from prayer or his word. But stop and sit at his feet and listen. Let me pray. Father God, I want to thank you for this passage of scripture. I want to thank you for your encounter with Mary and Martha. Two completely different characters, Father, that both of us, uh, all of us, sorry, uh, Lord, have to realise that both of them were greatly loved by you. Father, for Mary to sit at your feet was all she cared about. And Father, as we recognise and identify with Martha, where we're scurrying around, maybe busier than we ever have been, Lord, help us to stop and just sit at your feet. Help us to go deeper with you, Father, at this time, individually, as families and as a church. Help us to be Jesus to those around us, Father. Bring your shalom your peace into our lives. Help us not to wander, but to follow your voice constantly. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me this morning and all the other different platforms of uh, things that have been going on. Uh, Contact us if you need any support, any help, um, or if you would... uh, be up for volunteering and helping as well don't be a stranger give us a ring whatever it might be Um, and we look forward to celebrating uh, Easter next week as we remember Jesus death on the cross uh, to bring us back into that relationship with the father where we live again in eternity God bless take care have a great week bye-bye